Welcome to selfdiscoveryradio.com where the orchard of wisdom is just ready for picking. We celebrate your why, the journey that you've taken that inspires someone else. We support your services. We support your story. Come and be our guest. Become a host. Be an author with us. Come see what we've got. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Soul and Hearts. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Arnie Peterson. Energy. How do we manage our energy when there's so much static and everything else around us? Anxiety comes, depression comes, pressures from outside come, and it shatters our energy. How do we step into it? How do we manage it? How do we honor it? How do we use it? And what is this energy that we're talking about? No, it's not something you're just going to plug into your outlet. This is your beautiful divine energy that you have that is your source, that you generate, that keeps you going, that helps you get through life. And how do we tap into that? How do we nurture it? How do we use it properly? Well, this is why we have Arnie here today. He's the expert on this. He runs a beautiful program, which actually helps everybody tap into their energy. And we're going to find out all about that today. Also what he offers, but how we can honor our own beautiful divine energy and use it in a very productive way that helps mankind by also helping us. Because first and foremost, we have to energize ourselves, don't we, Arnie? Welcome to the show. We do. Thank you very much for having me here. Energy, energy, energy. We can't live without it. It is our very source of everything. But how do we tap into our own energy? Because a lot of people don't realize they are energy. The biggest part of that is really being present with ourselves, being grounded and really connecting with our body. And when we start doing that, we start getting used to how our inner body feels, how our emotions feel, how the energy moves through us and how life animates us. And so once we start connecting with ourselves and connecting with our own energy and our own emotions, our own feelings, our own thoughts and going inward, once we start doing that, we can then start to be aware of the energy and how our energy is being affected by other people and other circumstances. Mm, affected by other people. This is something that we allow a lot of, don't we? Um, you know, it's somebody else's anger, somebody else's discourse with life, and they choose to impose it upon you, and we choose to take it on for some reason, and it really kind of shatters and drains our own energy. Why do we let those outside influences kind of come in and disrupt our own energy? There are a lot of reasons, and one of the reasons if we're not grounded, if we're not really present, we're just operating on automatic subconscious programs. So if we have some old things going on, if we're not confident in some areas, and we're challenged with certain energies and certain people, and maybe it just triggers old stuff from long ago, we're automatically just going to trigger into these old programs where our energy field is not strong and we're actually triggered off into these subconscious programs rather than being present. And so when we're not present, it's like the lamp that we unplug it from the wall and the current doesn't run through the lamp and the lamp isn't on. Mm -hmm. And so once we actually are present and we're grounded and with our own energy, we're plugging the lamp in and the light is able to come on. Right. 
and to be our own light. That's the important thing, yes. isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. um, people always say that, you know, they, they want to be able to help other people. But first and foremost, you do have to help yourself. You, you have to energize yourself. Otherwise, you just spend your energy elsewhere. And if you don't have a way of regenerating it or honoring it yourself, you're going to be depleted. So it's really hard for people sometimes to actually recognize that out there doing that good work or being around people and helping people, You've got to find a way of bringing yourself back to your now, to regenerating and honoring your own energy. And that is very much about being present, isn't it? It is absolutely. And if we're not taking enough time for ourselves in the day, a lot of times we give our time to other people. We might be doing a job that, that really isn't our thing, but we need to do it to pay the bills. And, and so we kind of give ourselves away a little bit and it costs us a lot of energy. So what do we do after that? Do we take the time for ourselves to, to do something that makes us feel good, that brings our energy back? Little acts of self-love. Do we, do we take time? And that's so important because if we don't do that, our energy just gets depleted down down and down until there's no energy left and it's like driving around with a tire on a vehicle that has a little hole in it and we keep <laughs> spending the energy to go to the gas station and pumping it up we have to wonder where how close is the gas station that takes a lot of effort to maintain yes. that but if we actually repair the, the the hole in the tire and we understand how the air is leaking out and once the air is now in the tire, the tire can hold the air, our body can hold, our energy field is now held, our energy doesn't get depleted so much anymore and it doesn't affect our emotions so much anymore. We expect our vehicles, you know, we know as, the, as it hits that empty, we've got to go fill it up, otherwise it's not going to go. Why can we not see ourselves as a vehicle and that we need, you know, refueling uh, and replenishing and we need a service now and again to get rid of you know any debris that we're carting around with us that doesn't serve us anymore that stops our own productivity we seem to spend so much money and time on all these exterior things but we seem to forget about our interior vehicle don't we we do it's really interesting how that happens as children we grow up where we're given messages don't do that don't do this and maybe there's something we're excited about oh not now or we get in trouble or there there's lack of touch where we just don't learn healthy boundaries or there's unsafe touch or all of these things that happen when we're younger that they build up the programs from when we're adults mm. and then so we practice basically giving ourselves away and being something that we're not putting on this sort of act to fit in because we're yes mm-hmm. that, that takes a lot of energy to maintain oh that system to keep coming back around and maintaining the same system that doesn't actually get us anywhere but when we realize the power is within us our light is within us and if we actually all of these symptoms that come from pushing away who we really are they lead to stress and anxiety and all of these fears and negative thoughts and if we realize that our light is trying to come out and those are just symptoms byproducts of us not expressing ourselves that it, it starts to make a lot of sense it's worthwhile to really start investigating who's on the inside yes not to be afraid of who's on the inside mm-hmm. we're pretty awesome aren't we you know if if we could get rid of the old programming you know as you said the things that have been imposed on us yeah we hear no more as we grow up than we ever do hear yes you know, no, you can't, no, you shouldn't, no, you won't, no, you're not worthy. You know, we hear this and this programming is in there and it's kind of instilled, well, I'm not worthy. There's no point in me trying. I'm never going to get anywhere. And we carry this around with this, but that was somebody else's imposition on us, you know, imposing this belief on us. 
we do really have to be willing to take the journey to ask, what is my belief? Who am I? What do I stand for? What, do, what, is, what drives me? What's my passion? And that does mean that you have to be willing to go through a process of looking at what you're carrying with you from the past and what needs to go. I like that. What we carry from the past, what is still helpful for us and what mm -hmm. needs to go? Because a lot of these programs, they served us very well back long ago. Mm -hmm. But are they, still, are, are they still helping us now? Some of them are and a lot of them aren't. So it's helpful to go through them and to look inside and to figure out which ones we can let go. And it's it's like a big boat that's, that's carrying the freighter that's filled right up with things. Mm -hmm. And then if they want to fit anything more on it, they have to take some things off and let them yes. go to make room, to make space. It's like every breath when we take a breath mm -hmm. in. If we want to bring in the next breath, we have to fully let go of the breath we're on. And then when we do, we let it go. It opens up and it allows for space. It allows for room. And every breath is actually this perfect mechanism that teaches us how to let go, how to make room to let go, opening up space for the new. You can't let go if you're clenched. <laughs> you know, and, and, and so many people are kind of clenched and they don't realize it, you know, oh, oh, open the fingers, <laughs> open the hands, <laughs> take that breath and let it go. And I, I think people are unaware of how much tension they carry in their body, mm -hmm. in their breath. And I think they're unaware, maybe until they realize that, take that breath and let it go of, hang on, my body's beginning to feel looser now. It's such a simple thing, but we don't give it very much credit, do we? We don't, it is so simple. It's just when we're holding on to something, it takes mm -hmm. this, this tension to hold on to this. But if I wanna let it go, I don't actually have to do anything. I just need to relax and it'll just let go without doing anything. And our muscles and our body, the cellular memory of all of the experiences that we had, any energy that's left over, any stuck emotions, any unresolved traumas from the past. If we keep that tension and we're tight, mm -hmm. it's like holding on to a sponge. You put it in the water if we're washing dishes and water can't be absorbed in the sponge if we're squeezing the sponge tight like this. <laughs> but if we relax the sponge, the sponge opens up and expands and water can now be absorbed in it and actually flow through it. So our muscles, if we relax and we breathe in and those muscles let go and then those emotions, the stuck energy in our cellular memory, it can now start to flow through us. And, and that's... Uh, the, the starting deleting, you know, it's, um, I, the, there's a beautiful movie called From the Inside Out, an animation one that a couple of fathers did for their children. And it's such a beautiful one of, you know, our emotions are very, very important because they're an indication of how we feel and how we're reacting to life. And those emotions are there for a reason to spend in the moment, but not to hold on to so tight that, you know, that it stops us from flowing in life. Because as with breath and energy, it's constantly in flow, isn't it? And we're, we get caught up on an emotion and that emotion becomes something so consuming and it loses any form of relativity or reality it just becomes an emotion that very often people don't even know what caused that emotion in the first place they're just holding on to it for dear life we need to let that energy flow with the breath in order to let it go but so many people are so unaware that they're holding on to these emotions I like what you said with the energy and the emotion and the flow. 
Mm. Where the word emotion, it's really neat how it's spelled with the E motion, energy mm. in motion. Yes. And life happens in the moment. And we interact with life through energy, through feeling it, through our emotions, through our body feelings and sensations. And so if we're holding on to life and we're not letting it flow, that energy can't flow through us. Right. And how can we ever let anything go if we're holding on to energy? And how can we have a new experience if we're holding on to the old? So when we start to let it go and allow ourselves to be in the moment, allow it to move through us and breathe into it, into the feelings, those sensations, we experience them. And through the experience of them, that's when they release and they let go. And that's a totally different feeling, isn't it? Like, yeah. oh, I don't feel 500 pounds anymore. <laughs> you, know, you feel lighter. But also I think the way you look at life becomes a little more simple. You know, because we're inclined to overcomplex things. And why? You know, there's this, this whole thing about, you know, being an intelligent human being. I have to, you know, understand it and dissect it and equate it and this and that. It's just like, let it go. You know, simply, if it's not serving you in the moment, let it go. It is interesting the things that we want to hold on to and how we want to control life. And thinking that we can control life, just the experiences that we've had can actually have a say on how life is going to go. And if we actually allow ourselves to be in the moment, life can bring us something new that we've never experienced before, new amazing experiences. But if we're holding on, we're holding on to the past. And then if we keep doing what we've always done, we're going to keep getting what we've always got. Mm -hmm. And it builds up. And it's like watching a movie. If we watch this really great movie and we love it and we tell all of our friends and then they come with us and we see it the next day. And then say we think it's great and we come and see it a third time and if we watched it every single day for, I don't know how long it would take, but there'd be a point where we would want to just burn this movie. We would, we would just feel depressed. It would just... Be there, done that, no more. <laughs> yes. Enough is enough. Yeah. But some things do have to be repetitive, though, in order for, I think, to go through the certain levels of psyche. You know, um, I think there are certain movies or storytelling that people may look or read at one point, come back and revisit in a different frame of mind and get a different message. But at what point do you stop getting the messages and do you start becoming proactive with the message? Mm, absolutely. I think we can get stuck in the problem and in the message. And I like what Einstein said that if we want to solve a problem, we have to raise our thinking. We can't solve it from the same line of thinking. So mm -hmm. the thing happens, some challenge in life, but if we go out and we tell, tell everybody about what the problem is, how we don't like it and everything, yeah. we're at that radio station that's vibrating that particular frequency mm -hmm. of that particular emotion that doesn't feel good. And how can we ever be at the place that actually feels good, that allows flow when we keep broadcasting that yes. frequency that doesn't feel good? We're, we're in a time period now um, where we have seen an elevation of frequency, you know, cosmically, vibrationally. And it's a beautiful time because we're seeing people awaken. You know, suddenly they're realizing, you know, that scientists are realizing that this word spirituality is just people living in positive energy. And they can actually now measure it. So now it's scientifically proven. But we're also seeing people waking up to their senses. And it's being aware um, you know, of their spirit, of the, of the mind, the soul, the heart, and that connection, wanting to step into a more meaningful purpose in life, uh, wanting to let go of this 
society's um, expectation of who you should be and what you want to be. So it's a wonderful time to see people awaken. In your own practice, are you seeing this with people are just kind of willing to let go? You know, that was an expect, expectation of what my life should be. But now, because I am feeling it and I am seeing it, I am choosing to be it of my own choice. I'm really enjoying a lot of the people that come to see me. Some people come and they, they, they want the magic pill to, yes. I, I want my life to change. I, I, I don't want to feel this way anymore. But I, I'm, not, yeah, I'm not willing to, <laughs> to do anything different, but I just want to feel better. And yes, yes. I'm sorry, I can't help you. Uh, I can't help that person. No. But I get so many people that come in and say, you know, I've, I've done a lot of work and I keep doing this and these things keep happening. I know I'm starting to get to know there's this bigger part of me that keeps compelling me to do this work and those people that when they come to see me however the sessions go they go home with a bigger understanding of mm -hmm. themselves and they go home I send them home with homework and they do mm -hmm. things they contemplate and they start looking at this stuff and looking at their thoughts and going oh what I'm feeling they look around and go it's not a direct result of what's actually happening mm -hmm. and it's actually something that's going on in my thoughts this old program an old record mm -hmm. and they start to see they can step away from it and through simple mindfulness practices to come back to the body and the breathing mm -hmm. we can start to see that and then we start building that solid sense of self within ourselves that every time we're able to come back to that now we're starting to recognize that light and that's our beacon that keeps calling us back and these people are wonderful to work with because they come back and there are these epiphanies that they mm -hmm. share, which are the most gratifying experiences to be a part of that with other people's journeys. It's people that kind of have walked through the forest of life all their lives and been unaware. And then suddenly I can hear the birds. I can see the bunnies, you know, Oh, there's a bear, <laughs> there's a deer. And whereas before I'm afraid of, of the bear, what does the deer want from me? What birds are you talking about? None suddenly their senses are switched on and they realize that beautiful vibration and interaction that nature is having with us because you're, all the trees are matrixed together. They're communicating, they rustle their leaves, communicating with us, that air is constantly flowing in and out. Energy is constantly on the move. And when you decide to step into that energy of the moment, wherever you are, and just allow it to take you somewhere, oh, awakening, right? Absolutely. And when we're present with what's going on, we start to see things that it's not the same day repeating. If we do the same thing every day, it's a brand new experience, even if it seems the same, but we're actually present with, we're able to see what changes and what's coming to us and the different feelings and the different sensations. And pretty soon life starts guiding us through those feelings. When we're aware of our body and we're aware of what we're feeling, then pretty soon we're able to feel these sensations that wow, I'm, I'm feeling really drawn to do this. I'm mm -hmm. feeling drawn to say no to that person or yes to that person or I, everything looks perfect to buy this vehicle, but I don't know, something, this funny feeling is telling me that I shouldn't do it. And we start listening to that and all of yeah. a sudden life starts flowing and things start working out really well. Uh, you know, the thing is I always say, feel your thoughts, don't think them. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. um, you know, the thinking them is that programming that's constantly going on and on and on. When you actually attach the heart to the to thoughts and go, am I really connected to these thoughts? Or is just this, there's an old chatter thing that's still on a loop. Do these thoughts have anything that's going to productively lead me forward or help me in my now? Because when we actually attach feeling to the thoughts, we have a different form of connection, don't we? Absolutely. We're not just identifying with our thoughts. We mm -hmm. can actually be busy doing something, doing a task. Say we're working and we work on a computer and we're working and we're so used to doing it. We don't even have to pay attention. And so we're thinking about the weekend. We're thinking about tomorrow and our body's just here being ignored and we're, we're completely dissociated from it. So when we're in our thoughts and we're actually unconsciously just automatically just being in our thoughts as though that's our reality. We're completely disconnected with our body. But when we come from our heart, mm -hmm. we have that emotional connection to our thoughts and we're actually feeling it presently in our body and we're actually presently engaged. And that's completely different. And we're yes. present with our feelings. A lot of little light bulbs go off in that time because of that awareness, because you are in tuned right? Um, there's an insight that you start seeing with things, things that you'd never noticed before. Um, things about yourself you'd never noticed before. And when you start willingly, and of course the free will is a huge thing here, when you willingly step into that, that self-discovery, and you go, you know, I, I never knew I felt this way. I never knew I could do that. You know, uh, people said, go and, you know, take a leap in faith and trust. And I thought they were ludicrous, but now I've got my wings on and I'm ready to fly. It's just, it's that discovery that people start, you know, really seeing in themselves. And they realize they've been selling themselves short for so long, haven't they? Absolutely. This, this life force happens when we're present with things. Suddenly there's this excitement and then everything we do, there's this enthusiasm that comes with it. And our energy just, we have more energy and we're, our vibration is so much higher that we just start seeing things that just attract more of that higher frequency, more good things that happen. And everywhere we look, it's, it's like that I spy game that kids would play that we could look around and look for the color blue. And everywhere, we, it's amazing how much blue we can find. <laughs> yes. And then we switch and we look to, for yellow and then green. And it's interesting when we do that, though, we're not noticing all the other colors, but they're all there. Everything's yeah. there in life, but it's yes. just where we allow our attention to be focused. Right. Yes. Yeah, the the filter, you know, the mind mm -hmm. again becomes the filter. Now, you know, people who have embraced their complete redirect and are on a different path. You know, they've been willing to go through the process and go through the journey. As I said, there's no quick downloadable app, no quick fix, you know, no hypnosis that's going to be suddenly, that's it. You have to be willing to take the journey, but the more that you're interactive and proactive with the journey, the quicker you're going to get into your own realization that you're going to take with you forward in life. But for people that are still, you know, at the door opening it up and saying, yes, I really want to explore this, but I still have to work my job. I still have to do this in the meantime until I find my, my redirect. And there's so much static and conflict. How do I protect myself from that around me and still honor me until I'm able to move forward in life in a different direction? I think it's really important. The one thing I won't go into because we talked about it already, but the acts of self-love, making sure that we're giving to ourselves. Mm. That's very important. And say we're going into work for an example there. Perhaps there are things we can do at work that 
we can just bring little personal things in a plant or something, just things that help us just feel better with the energy there. And if it's something that we realize we need to do this for a while, but it's not really what we want to do and it costs us a lot of energy to be there, for us to look at it and go, okay, maybe I can look at this differently. Who are the people here that I like working around? What is it I like about them? What is it about this job that maybe challenges me? How am I growing from this job? How is it preparing me for where I want to go after this job? And we start looking at these things differently. That perspective, that lens of looking through things in a way that actually is inspiring to us. And so those are some of the... Yeah, it's not necessarily the change of job. It's the change of attitude within the job. Absolutely, yes. You're right. And some other things that we can do beforehand, if we find that we go to work and we get pulled off really easily from other people and sometimes we just feel like we get drained and we come home and we take this energy home with us. So we can do some really simple intentions before and during and after that work really well. And that's important. Release it right? Yes. You know, it's again, kind of spend that emotion so you can step yeah. into another one. So you don't want to take your, your discord home with you because if you've got family members at home, they're looking forward mm -hmm. to seeing you, you know, sharing their day, having fun. The last thing they want to hear is, you know, a couple of hours of you bitching about your day. <laughs> <laughs> not very proactive or very positive energy, is it? <laughs> no, not at all. And it's interesting how we just automatically, these habits of just going and we, we do these habits of we come home and the first thing that comes out of our mouth, how was your day? Oh, well, this thing happened and this and that. And so we're taking it right home with us. So we don't have this sense of closure of, of the difference between work and home there's no boundary there and so before we go to work if this is what we're doing and if we actually set an intention and we do take a little bit of time beforehand and maybe we ground we do a little bit of breathing and breathe in and set some intentions to say what is it i want to bring into the day what i what do i want to bring into work today how can i contribute to work how can i contribute to the energy there and what do i want work to bring to me and we sit with the feeling and we sit with that energy and we can project in our mind and our thoughts and our feelings of just a good feeling with people and smiling and feeling successes and so that puts this energy out there and sets the intention and then we can then we can take that sort of personal self and we can kind of hang it on the hook mm -hmm. and if we imagine that we're hanging our personal self on the hook and then the role of the professional when we go to work yeah. if we think about that for a bit what is it that I want to bring in? What are the characteristics of the professional that I want to embody? Like that actor that goes up on stage, that's not who they really are. But when they put on that role, they're acting as though that's really them. And they don't bring their personal self. They're just certain attributes about themselves and then the role they're playing. So we put that role on and we go to work. And now that gives us this safe role that we can actually act from the role of the professional at work and we're not personally affected as much from other people yes. and then afterwards when we're done work we thank the day and look at the day and say what are the things in the day that that were good that i enjoyed and if there are any challenges how did i address them do i feel good about it and then are there things that perhaps i could have done differently what are they and then once we've decided okay i could have done this different then okay i'm going to let that let that be. Now I'm going to take that role off and I'm going to put it back on the hook, feel grounded, maybe imagine bringing in light down or a waterfall or a, like being in a shower, that feeling yes. of the energy moving through us and just cleanse out everything from work and then putting on that role of the personal self back on because then we've 
created a clear boundary before and after yeah. so that we're not bringing our personal self in to interfere with work, but then we're not bringing work home. Yeah, I like John Ruse's uh, codes, you know, speak your word with integrity. Do not take things personally um, because it's somebody else's issue. Don't assume, ask, and then simply do your best, not measured by somebody else, but by yourself. You know, do you feel you've given it to you all today? And they're very simple codes, but if we live or choose to live by codes like this, it gives us a parameter to work in, doesn't it? And it's like, you know, I, I gave it my best today. You know, I, somebody came on the attack, but I didn't take it personally. I didn't assume that it was for me. It was just something they're going through. And instead of reacting, which is our natural way of doing things, we take that breath and look at something for what it is and go, you know, I'm not going to take it personally. I like that. That difference between responding and reacting, to mindfully respond and instead of reacting. Reacting is when we're really not present and we're not engaging with what's going on. We're really not contemplating and sitting with it, that we're just simply reacting just automatically the old way that we've always done. And so whatever subconscious program is there that we're used to coming out, it's just going to come out and we're just going to act that certain way. But when we realize, well, this is actually a big hemorrhage of my energy field. This is a big hemorrhage of, of my emotions of how I end up getting drained and how I get hooked into these conversations and these judgments and these things and expectations where, wow, I did my best, but I feel ashamed. I feel bad about it. So when we respond, we go, wow, all of this stuff is happening. That's really interesting. We can step back and then we can just be this mentor to ourselves and yes. breathe into it and give ourselves love. And maybe these parts, we can talk to them like they're mm -hmm. little children inside of us, these younger parts that we can send them love and kindness and, and guide them through it. But realizing it's not us personally, if right. somebody else is saying something to us, that to know we did our best and that makes it yeah. easy to let it go. Yeah, like a fifth one on that should be do not self-judge. <laughs> because we really do like to do that. We beat ourselves, why did you do that? Oh, you stupid idiot. Don't even know, we're the worst enemy. We don't need anyone else, right? So, you know, lighten up, let it go. <laughs> it's like somebody I met one time said, my mother didn't have to discipline me. I'm already hard enough on myself. <laughs> yes. I think that is very true of many, many, many of us. So, and I, you know, that's, again a self-awareness isn't it you know uh, oh I can feel that coming up let's just take a breath let's not not let it in and you know as much as you have that will work if you're in a in a transition of embracing your beautiful divine energy um, sometimes you're going to get kind of some conflict in the, in the home front or the family right because family don't like you to change and you know what I did is is you have to say I love you but there's a distance for a while I am going to nurture myself. And when you're at that strength of who you are and what your energy is, then you can bring that light back to them. And it is your light that they will see. And they either have the free will to accept it or not accept it. But this you say, this is the energy that I am going to communicate with you on. Rise up to it. And let's communicate together. Um, but you, you have the free will as to, to or not to, but this is the only vibration I'm working with you on. That is such powerful advice. That works so very well. I remember 
an experiment years ago I did with my father where there was a lot of old stuff that went on with him and I, and I used to rent his workshop years ago for a business that I had. And he would, um, he would come in and he would be in a bad mood sometimes. And there'd be this certain energy and I would feel in a good mood and he'd come in and my energy would just be gone. And I, the rest of the day I'd feel terrible. And I started to understand this stuff a little bit and contemplate it. And I did an experiment. I said, okay, I'm going to hold my energy. I'm going to keep this smile on my face and I'm, I'm not going to go where he goes with that. And I'm just going to go in the way that I'm feeling. And he would come in and he would have that look on his face mm -hmm. and he would say something about it. And then I would just say, wow, you know, everything is going good today. And I would stay with that smile and energy. And he would either come up to that energy and yeah. stay or he would go away. Yes. <laughs> Yes, because if they can't rise up to it, they, they're going to run away from it you know, because they're not there yet. Because again, we're going back to you know, self-responsibility, right? We have to be accountable for our choices in life because you know, it's, it's, somebody else is not responsible for who you are. It doesn't matter what's happened to you in your life. That's happened to you, how you respond to it. Now you know more. What can you do for yourself? You are responsible for your own choices, your own energy, your own self-love. And if you really want to help someone else, really step into that self-love and that beautiful energy because it does invite them to rise up. Or if they're not ready for it, they may go away and think about it and go, I didn't have an effect on them. I didn't push their button anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, they were still smiling. What's, what is this all about? <laughs> you know? And for some people, they're still going to play the blame game and they're never going to do anything. It's just, you know, who it is. So it, it, the, the only person you're responsible for there is yourself, isn't it? Absolutely. We're not responsible for another person's internal environment. It's our, our own energy. When somebody pushes our buttons and they do something that really affects us, there are buttons that they're pushing. It's mm -hmm. not them. And in a sense, we could look at it as, wow, how dare them? They're this, yes. they're that. But we could also go, okay, wait a minute. What is this about me that this is triggering? And we can use it as a learning experience. Yeah. And Yes, and these things are so powerful. It, it yeah. seems so easy to just make this change, and I'm going to hold my energy, and I'm, and I'm just going to do what we're talking about. But it's really important, I really want to say to everybody listening, that to start small. If we try and go real big with the big fish, mm -hmm. we are going to be disappointed. We're going to say this doesn't work, and we're going to give up. And it's going to make us feel worse, and then we're going to really beat ourselves up. Yes. So if we start with small people, people, I don't mean small people, but yes. people where there's a very little charge, a little circumstance. Yeah. People we're not very emotionally attached to yet. And so with these people, it's easier for us to do this. And as we get better and better, we can start moving up to the bigger experiences, the bigger, the people that actually really mirror back our biggest charges. Yeah. It's, it's when you know that that energy parameter that around you, and it's not walls, it's just boundaries. You know, this is your energy boundary that is that you're going to resonate in this. Anything that's going to come along and try and shatter or drain that energy, you're not going to accept. This is, you know, your, your parameter. Um, and, when you, and it doesn't mean that there is hate or, you know, discord towards anyone else. Again, it's an invitation, an invitation that I will communicate with you on the same vibration. Um, and it, we've all got that invitation in life to rise up you know, to be more than what we are. We sell ourselves short so much because we're stuck in this old paradigm, this old loop. And when we are willing to step up and go, you know, there is something more to me. There is something more than just this physical body, this name, this title, this little box that people have put me in and start willing to push those boxes aside and go, hey, there's fresh air out here. I like, I like how I feel. But it is, as you say, it's a process. It's a step-by-step. 
it's not a destination either. You're going to have what I call end of chapters in your life, but you've still got your book of life to write. And each chapter is going to be something so extraordinary if you're willing to explore it and see who you are going to become in the journey of life. I like that. If there's some big goal that we want to achieve and it's going to really take a lot out of us to, to handle and process mm -hmm. through all of the steps. It's who do we have to become to be able to achieve yeah. that goal? It's not the goal as much as it's who we yes. become through that process. And it's an amazing experience when we start realizing that when we start putting our faith and trust in life and the universe and ourself, that life will support us through these steps and we'll be okay. Now, we do have some people that are more sensitive. I'm an empath, so I'm very sensitive. When we, you know, we've just had the eclipse and uh, it sent me into a lovely little spiral and I had to kind of shut down for a couple of days and I had to go and put myself in an environment that, that fed me and nurtured me. And so we do have to sometimes honor our energy and realize there are outside. It's not just people. There is retrograde, there's the moons, there's all of the, the tides. There is the out atmosphere that can have an effect on your energy. And you, it's again, don't beat yourself up about it, but you do have to learn how to nurture yourself during that. What do you do? What do I do? Well, a lot of the things I do, the biggest thing is um, every day I take that time for myself. The first thing in the morning as I sit for, for me, it's about an hour. I sit and I meditate and I just focus on my breathing and I just observe how, you know, I've been doing it for years and how I still drift off and then I come back to the breath and I just notice and I notice that, wow, I'm, I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about that and I notice how my body's affected and I just bring my attention back. But after that hour, I've started off the day by really honoring myself and putting my awareness into my light and my inner self. And the thing that you said, that's actually one of the bigger things I do as well. I listen that when I feel that I need to take that inside time that we can push that aside, say, I need to get this project done. I, I, I've, you know, I said that to that friend, I would help them move, I would do this. Sometimes we, we need to disappoint people and yeah. we need to honor ourselves and to really listen to our inner voice and go, wow, I need to, you know, I can't feel the same way at this certain yeah. time every day and, yeah. and beyond. And so if we take care of ourselves, there, um, I would like to share a, a little bit of a, a story that's very Please. relevant with this. There is this lady that came to a workshop of mine and she said that she would go to these social events and there would be lots of people and she found after a while she started getting anxiety before these events and she started thinking in her head, you know, everything would build up, all the bad things that would happen and everything and they started keeping her from going. And so she started looking into that and going, what is this about? And through sitting with it, and she took a lot of time to sit with it, and then all of a sudden one day she realized, wow, and she started experimenting to confirm the truth that when she went, a friend would say, she would say, well, I think I need to go now. And her friend would say, oh, you know, we're really having so much fun. Can you please just stay? And so she would stay. Or she would feel bad about saying no, and she, you know, just, just speaking up and saying, I'm going to leave. And she would stay. And so she realized that I wasn't honoring my boundary when I had enough when my energy hit that I can right. be right to this point right here. Mm -hmm. I'm really good up until that point when I get to right there and beyond that point, I can't stay any longer because it's actually starting to drain me. And once she realized that and she started doing that, 
all of the anxiety dropped because right. the anxiety was protecting her and keeping her to go because she didn't have a healthy self boundary to be able to stop and say, I've had enough now and it's time to go. Yeah. And so listening to that in your voice. Huge, huge. And I think one of the things is, um, you know, I was a people pleaser all my life, you know, and, and spent mm. myself over and over again to depletion, you know, because I felt you know, my validation of who I was was in my service to others. It still is, but it's, it's not at the expense of me. I'm actually more of service to people when I'm in my energy, when I do honor myself. When I give my energy, I give it freely and abundantly. But it's also in the, in the receiving of it or in the interaction of it, it's also rejuvenating me as well. And that's the thing is how the energy begets energy instead of just spending energy and letting it go. When you're around the right energy, that energy gathers a beautiful momentum and generation that feeds so many people. So it's so important to be around like energy people. Absolutely. And what you said to start with that, that giving, giving of yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting how we can give ourselves away. But once we start learning healthy boundaries and start honoring ourselves, there's a big difference between giving ourselves and giving of ourselves. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Will you explain that a little bit more for the, for the listeners? Because, <laughs> you know, that was a hard and a yeah. long lesson for me. So let's break that one down. The easiest way I can find to break that one down to describe that is really simple. We go out in life, we do something. We need this awareness practice to do this and to practice sitting and following our breathing maybe, but to have some level of a foundation where we're able to notice how we feel with things. So we go out and we go out and we see how we feel. We think, okay, here's this opportunity. How do I feel about it? Okay, where do I feel it in my body? Okay, and then we go and do the experience. And whenever we remember, we check in to see how are we feeling? How does this feel when I'm doing this with the interactions? And then afterwards, we sit there with our feelings and our body and our energy and go, okay, how did that feel? Did it cost me? It, it, it took mm -hmm. this much energy to do the experience, but this is, this is what I got out of it. Or was it the other way around? Yeah. This is what I got out of it, but it cost me this much energy. So was there a gain or yes. was there a cost? And how do I feel about it? Do I feel good about myself? Do I, did I come home and go, wow, I wish I had said that. I wish I had done that. Do I feel badly about it? And so we can very quickly start to really listen to our inner feeling mm -hmm. sensations in our solar plexus, in our stomach, and in our heart that will guide us toward harmony and away from disharmony. But there's a little trap in there. Mm -hmm. Our subconscious mind, we have these little traps called fears. Yes. And so if there's a fear and it's just an old program, it can trick us into thinking, oh, going and doing that is a bad idea because it's bringing up anxiety, but it's bringing up this fear. But really, it's just we just never learn to step into that feeling. And so as we start to get familiar with the different feeling sensations in our body, then we can start to really listen to guidance and advice. And I find that's the best way to really listen and trust because we know when we've given ourselves away, we know we go, wow, I knew I had this little voice in the back of my head. I just knew I shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's also that sometimes that thing is, oh, but that's being selfish. 
Mm -hmm. Right. And you know what? We do have to be selfish because, you know, when we step into our beautiful energy, we become abundant and so enriched. And that's when our cup runneth over. And that's when anybody Mm -hmm. in our parameters are going to benefit from that energy. But sometimes we do have to be a little selfish in taking care of ourselves because what can I give you if I'm depleted? Absolutely. Selfish is self-care. There's a difference between being narcissistic. We might have to go through (laughs) phases in life where Mm -hmm. our upbringing, we had to, the only way we're ever going to be heard was to really get angry and to to really speak our voice. That might be the only way we learn. So perhaps we need to go through a narcissistic stage. It's the only way we can learn about boundaries by being angry. Mm -hmm. Then at one point we realized that doesn't feel good to be, you know, that, I affected that person. Now all of a sudden we're, we're thinking about the other person, but we can go the other way and worry about the other person to such a degree that we just completely hurt ourselves and yeah. give ourselves away. And beat ourselves up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's a, the thing is, there is a fine line, isn't it? But the more that you invest into your own mm-hmm. energy and the more that you honor it, um, you know, I had a, 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 a recent, um, it was a one-sided altercation you know, somebody else. And, and it was very interesting because what my energy did, it was immediately shut them out. Even before I did, my energy did. And there were no words outside of that particular verbal attack. I didn't say anything to her. I didn't retaliate. It just, my energy shut down. And what caused the, very, very interestingly was for her to go into a further attack because she felt my energy change. Right. And so then it was, I'm sorry, there's the boundary. You can't cross that parameter until the, your energy changes. I can't accept your energy in this inner circle. And it's, it's not something she's understanding, and that's her journey. But it, it was surprised me how I didn't even have to think about it. My own energy protected me right away. Once we start practicing these things, they become mm-hmm. automatic. To start yeah. with, if we've never actually, if we're watching this and, and we're thinking, wow, that sounds, I would really like to work on this stuff, but yeah. I've never actually sat and meditated or, or done these breathing exercises. At first, it's going to be hard. But after we do it for a little while, we realize, wow, I felt this way before. And then afterwards, I felt better. I felt more relaxed and calm. It starts to bring the motivation to doing it an incentive. And after a while, it just becomes automatic. And so all of these things, as we practice them, they become automatic. Mm -hmm. They start off hard because they're new. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because the past me would be, well, what is my role in this? Did I do something wrong? And and then it was like, no, there was a crossing of the boundary, the crossing of the line. Mm -hmm. All I did was shut the energy down, didn't have to say another word. That ricochet of that the door is closed which was automatic was felt by her and then of course the there was the reaction from her but that again going back to don't take it personally you know that is her personal issue trying to impose upon me and my energy is saying no i'm not accepting it right because you're not if you don't engage in it you can only engage with somebody who has got an willingness energy to learn or willing energy to think but if it's still in defense don't open your energy because that person's still on under the attack mode. You do not, and you cannot help anybody in that frame of mind. Absolutely. And if we give in to that and we feel bad, if we, if we go to set our boundary and then that person attacks us back, but then we feel bad or it yeah. triggers some fear in us. So we actually let that boundary down and we give in. Yeah. 
what we're doing is we're saying yes to keep inviting that experience. Yeah. We're actually training them that that's okay to yes. step over our boundary, that our boundaries don't mean anything. Mm -hmm. So then when we hold to that, it's like the child that wants the candy and kicks and scream and the mother yeah. says, no, I, I'm not going to let you have it. You don't love me. You, you <laughs> did, you would let me have it, but I, I don't give it to you because I love you. Yes. And so the, 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 the parent is actually supporting the, 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 the bigger part of the child, the, the spirit, rather than the ego. The ego wants the candy. Yes. And so when we do that, when we're, we, it feels hard to do that. Some people that are very intuitively empathic, people that have given themselves away a lot, it hurts to, mm. to, to do that to another, to set that boundary, particularly to a loved one. And so we, we don't want to do that, but we're really supporting them to actually grow and learn. They go away, they feel the hurt, yeah. but that's their opportunity to grow and become stronger. And if we do that, our vibration starts raising. And yeah. if we keep raising it, we're offering them an environment where they can actually raise up there too. It goes back to that responsibility, doesn't it? Is that if mm. you are always angry or always on the attack, you've got to look at your own life and go, why am I not looking at my own discord? Why am I not finding my breath? Why am I not releasing and letting? Because the issue wasn't with me. Mm. The issue was with something that, uh, that was in her that that God imposed upon me right so we have to look at sometimes when we're still angry at something or we're still carrying hurt around or we're still getting triggered it's obviously something we still haven't dealt with and back to that responsibility it's it's not my responsibility to to help her unless she says I am willing to, to accept your energy and learn from it. We have to take on those responsibilities ourselves because we are seeing a human nation of it's their fault, it's government's fault, it's military's fault, it's the corporation's fault, it's that's fault. But nobody's taking accountability. Well, what are you doing? Because inaction is also um, not taking responsibility, which means you're also a part of the problem. And action where with good heart intent is actually being the solution. And the more people that actually raise their vibration right now, step into heart center, resonate that beautiful vibration of love and kindness, the more we're actually going to see that resonate around the world and become the solution this planet needs. If we have a pond and we have a rock and we throw it out in the pond, right out in the middle of the pond, it's interesting to see the waves that go out. And that's not actually the water that is moving out towards the shores. That's actually the vibration, the energy wave that the water is expressing as we see that moving along. And if we think of now the whole world, the planet and the universe, mm. our energy, it goes shore to shore in the whole universe. So when we come from our heart, that energy ripples out to the whole universe and it makes it easier for other people to reach higher levels of consciousness yes. and find themselves. The invite, isn't it? Yes. That, that yeah. vibrational invite is like, you know, the movie when Harry met Sally, I'll have what she's having. Well, when you're seeing somebody, you know, that stepped into just their own beautiful vibration and happy with life and the simplicity of things, it's like, well, what are they doing to be in that space? How do I get there? It becomes inspiration becomes invitation. And I think what we're seeing is an enormous invite around the world, not to rise up with pitchforks, but to rise up, you know, arm in arm and saying, let's do this together. And I think it stems in kindness and caring in love for yourself first, 
and then resonating that love and kindness and caring to everyone else in your parameters. Absolutely. And one of the biggest things in my growth along the way that I found really helped raise my vibration and really helped to attract other people in my life that wanted to do that as well was at one point I had to take a chance with what I was feeling and I grew up with there, there was no understanding of emotion. There was, you're fine or you break things. Right. And from, from my father and my mother, there was no emotion because my mother was trying to balance out my father, his up and downs. And, and it was from their upbringing that this happened. But for me, I was very sensitive, intuitively, empathically, and I would pick up other feelings and emotions for other people, and it built up and built up. And one day, I realized I, this has to come out, and I found somebody to share what I felt with, and I never shared anything in my family growing up. And once I did that, and then the other person heard me and actually said, wow, and they described something similar that happened to them, I realized, wow, I'm not alone. That bravery, that, that willingness to find somebody to share what we feel, that all of a sudden opens our hearts. Yes. Oh, you are so right. I mean, Self-Discovery Radio is what it's all about. You know, we have collectively 2,000 shows here. And, you know, uh, most of those are people who have embraced their redirect, stepped into their beautiful light, their meaningful purpose and sharing the skills and the tools and that inspiration with other people. And where the impact is, is to hear some of those stories and go, you went through what, <laughs> you know, and you've come out doing this and that strength, that courageousness, that self-love in doing that or listening to someone go, you went through that too. But what's the big word there? Through it. We can't go around it or under it or pay someone else to do it for us. We have to be willing to go through it. Every single one of those people have said they're very, very grateful for the journey because who they are today, they are truly in the honoring of self, their contribution here, the planet, the universe, they are in where they're meant to be, but they had to go through some people, horrific journeys to get there. But what an inspiration, the fact that they did, because what it tells us is you can too. It's amazing when people start sharing these kinds of experiences and people realize, wow, with that inspiration, I can do it too. And the more people do workshops and groups where when we were younger, when things happened, when we built up a lot of these self-perceptions of feeling bad about ourselves, a lot of times we had a need and the person that we looked up to mm -hmm. wasn't able to be there to support that need. So what we felt, that need that we had, we, we just felt bad about ourselves, that having needs are bad because that's what happened. Yeah. And so we tried to avoid being who we are. And so when we have these groups of people that where there's a safe environment, where we can actually go around in a circle and we can yeah. talk to and express what we were feeling and the other people are there and they hear us and they accept what we feel. That's something that we never got right. perhaps in our past. And that is incredibly healing. And we hear other people's stories and realize, wow, and our heart opens up and suddenly we leave and we can do something we couldn't do before. Yeah, and there's no judgment there. There's just, you know, um, how can you hear someone's story, especially if you are in a circle and you're close to them? How can you hear that story and not feel love and care for them? Because, you know, it's, you, you, you're hearing their pain. There isn't the judgment. It's hearing their pain and, and just automatically your heart wants to just come out and give them a hug or, or I'm there for you. And, and when you get that, 
love back from someone where they're not judging you, they're not persecuting you, you know, they're not blaming you, they're just simply loving you. What a beautiful gift and what a massive healing source it is uh, in us, in our discovery of self of I can be loved no matter what. So therefore I can love myself too. That's amazing what can happen when the energy expands. And mm. I'd love to talk a little bit about just the science behind how, yes, how does that yes. happen? How, how can we actually vibrationally together collectively expand energy out into the planet? It's really interesting that I used to use pictures and diagrams to do this, but it can easily be done without that. If we think of energy, these energy waves, just these up and down little energy waves, it's really just simple. A radio station, that is just waves of energy. A microwave, waves of energy. Our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, those are waves of energy. The desk here, the chair I'm sitting on, and it's solid matter, but it's, yeah. it's still energy. It's very dense energy, so it's all just patterns and frequencies of energy. So if everything is that, my energy field and another's energy field, if I'm resonating with somebody, if I'm resonating at this sort of power of a plus one, and that's sort of like the, the radio dial, mm -hmm. you have a plus one and a plus two, the, the radio wave gets taller and taller. But when you turn the volume down, it's just little radio waves. Mm -hmm. but they're, perhaps the same frequency. So if we're lining up, if our frequency is in tune and our volume and we're resonating at the same, we're aligned, we're in sync, what happens is that power of one and your power of one, they add together and one plus one is two. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we go somewhere and we're feeling a certain way and then after five minutes, you go, wow, you're just feeling so high because your energy is literally doubling and expanding. Yeah with their energy but if you go into the room and there's this person that's really wanting to be down they're talking about a subject that is just really does not resonate with you it really doesn't click they're at the opposite end of the scale they're yeah. a minus one and you're a positive one because your energy wave and their energy wave it's at a different place and they don't fit together so one plus minus one it's zero it cancels your energy out and so when we're with a lot of people, our energy can expand and expand and get bigger and bigger. And because throwing that rock out on the pond, it goes shore to shore. Yes. The energy is available everywhere in the universe and the planet, and it makes it easier for other people to actually meet that higher vibration because it's available. You know, a very big point there is, you know, when you're in when a group of people with like energy, this is why so many events you know, thousands of people and the rah-rah, I call it the sugar high because it's, it's peaking out that energy and then people go home with, you know, with this high, but they come down very quickly because what it's not doing is, is turning the volume up slowly. It's not having them harness the energy. It's just kind of the sucking it in and then <laughs> because they're not being able to hold on to it. Uh, but yet they go back again you know, to get more of that energy. It's more important for us to be, you know, harness your own energy, no matter what level it's at, right? Because it will grow and it will grow and it will grow and it will grow the more and more you're around other people with those positive energies and you, it will grow into a point, like I talked before, where it's there to protect you no matter what, because it's reached that certain frequency. So I think, again, we, we mustn't just look that we need to go somewhere for a quick sugar high, or a quick rush, um, because that's what a lot of people do things for, to get that rush of energy. But to look at how can we honor it 
literally from the roots up uh, into, you know, becoming that kind of beautiful tree that flaps in the wind, uh, but, you know, honors its roots and honors its trunk and that it's a safe zone for us, right? It is our sanctuary. I really like that you said that. That sugar high, I like the way that you described it. We seek outside of ourselves. We, we feel empty. We feel this void. We feel there's something missing. So we seek it. And so we get this experience. And that's how we end up smoking or drinking or, or binge eating and doing drugs or doing a lot of things because there's something we're trying to fill. And so we go out there, but there's always a consequence to it. Yeah. And if instead what we're talking about is if we go inside and we cultivate the seed of who we really are and we tend to that seed and the plant starts to grow and we water it and we give it love it grows stronger and stronger but the root system is important yes if it's tended to properly and we're not trying to rush it and mm. we're really mindful with that each stone of the foundation gets stronger and that root system digs in so the wind when it blows it can bend and it can keep coming back to yeah. center but if it, the root system is not strong enough, it'll uproot itself. Or if we're too rigid in life, it'll snap. And if we're too flexible in life, we have no boundaries and it just bends right over and it won't come back up to our right. center. <laughs> I, I kind of consider myself, I've become a willow tree. You know, I feel that my roots have gone really, really deep now. My trunk is really solid, but my branches are constantly flowing in the wind and they need the movement. I can't stand stagnation. I love the wind, literally love the wind. And I love the way the energy is constantly flowing and it doesn't dictate it must go this way or that way. It is goes with the flow, but I know I can go with that flow of energy wherever it takes me because I know that I'm solid in the trunk and I'm deep rooted. So, you know, it's a really good feeling because I used to be one of those trees that did get uprooted or, you know, the branches would break. And, you know, I've become this willow tree now. But it was something that was cultivated and allowed to grow over a period of time. And one of the things I had to do and what I've been doing on this journey, despite whatever has come from the outside, is, is at first fighting for my own honor of who I am and why I am stepping into that and loving who I am and why I am, loving my meaningful purpose, and then getting to a point where I don't need to defend it anymore. I am what I am. And you either see me as I am or you don't. That's okay. So it's allowing that process and that growth to happen because as you said in the beginning, you're not going to get there overnight. You have to be willing to let the roots take hold, the seeds take hold to roots and let things grow. But it's such a beautiful journey if you're willing to take it it's an amazing journey and we all have our own unique journey yes and so we see somebody else and we see what they're doing and we want to do that it's 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 supporting the tree to grow too fast and it's mm. getting too big and the roots aren't aren't solid enough yeah. to hold that tree and yes. it can fall over because we can't be that other person of course we're going to fall over of course we're going to fail yeah. if we do everything the way the other person does it that's successful but feeling the essence of the other person looking at that and going wow there's something i i'm really drawn to that person i don't know what it is i'm just yeah. i'm just really drawn to that energy and that energy for us to recognize it must be within ourselves so if we look in ourselves and we start cultivating that energy within us and looking within and going who am I? And we start practicing by doing this and doing that and seeing how it feels and pretty soon setting boundaries, speaking our voice. We start cultivating this sense of self, of inner beingness, and it starts then coming out of us as right. a 
voice, as our actions, our body language, and then that sense of self becomes very clear. And then we become the very specific tree of character of who we are. Right. You know, it's um, it, the, the beautiful thing about allowing your own growth, right? Allowing to take your own journey. You know, you talked about we can be inspired by other people. We can look at them and go, oh, I really love their energy. I would love to find my own energy like that. So you said it's not about becoming them, right? It's finding what makes them so happy within you. And what we do when we meet people along the line, like yourself, you're going to help them prepare for that journey with the breath, tapping into their energy. But basically all you're doing is putting tools and skills in their backpack for them to take their journey. And along their journey, they'll meet other people who will inspire them and more tools and more wisdom. And then they become the teachers that teach other people and show other people. But ultimately, our life's journey, it's, it's a, an alone job. It's just the people that we interact with and people we meet on the, on the other end. You can't pay anyone to take your journey for you, right? Uh, you can't order anyone to take your journey for you. You can't step into somebody else's shoes. You know, this is your life. This is your presence. This is your free will. This is your choice. What are you going to do to empower, enrich, and love yourself so that you can be of service to humanity? So very, very well said. To really get to know our inner voice mm -hmm. and to really decide for ourselves what's okay with the behaviors of how other people treat us and what's not and to speak up because we then define ourselves. Everything we do, any act of inner self-kindness, act of self-love, anything that we do to set a boundary to say that's not okay or speak up and say, I want this, I want that. We're that tire that I talked about before. We are filling the air in that tire. The tire is getting stronger and stronger and more capable to roll very well. Our energy field's getting stronger and it's our energy boundary, our emotional boundary, our mental boundary, our physical boundary. Yeah. They all get stronger and stronger and our character starts to come from that. Our light comes from that inner mm. strength. And then it gets easier and easier because it's so solid and yes. so well-rooted. And we've got to remember those roots, aren't you? are not just flapping in the wind in the roots, is there, right? You know, you're matrixing. You know, you're connecting to other roots. There's a whole entire vibration that's going on out there. So, you know, your, your branches are kind of catching those beautiful kind of cosmic rays. And then, you know, your roots are, are connecting with this other lovely matrix. And it's, you know, if we could get out of this thing about as human beings, we're the most important and intellectual and smart creatures in the world. What is that? Just saw something that we uh, humans are 0.01 and, and the species of what's on this planet, right? And it's like, we think uh, we're the most destructive, but we also could be the most creative if we chose to take that path. And I think we're at that invitation in life of that we need your creativity that enhances humanity into a consciousness where we become the we. And you can only become part of the we if you first step into your I am. Absolutely. Until we have this solid sense of self within ourselves, until we know ourselves, we can't truly be with another and know them. We yeah. can't accept another until we accept ourselves. Yeah. We can't love another until we accept yeah. ourselves. So how can we have global connection? How can we have communities based on, mm. on love and kindness and compassion if we haven't learned that within ourselves? Right. Huge, huge, huge. And you know, that self-discovery of yourself and willing to take that journey, you know, it's, there, 
I've known loneliness in my life. And that loneliness is when I was with people who didn't see me, hear me, honor me on my own energy, rather just suck the energy dry. I spend more time alone now, but never feel alone, never feel lonely. It is a choice because I'm with my energy. And you know that when you're in this presence, in this breath, in this energy, you're feeling everything around you that is beautiful. And it's such a lovely connection. And if we could get out of head and this egotic uh, intellectualism, and step into heart and soul and spirit and allow that to guide us, we will truly understand our purpose here as human beings, that interconnection with each other and with planet and with universe. And then we will really truly see, see our enrichment and our empowerment as a species. Absolutely. And it's interesting how we hear from other people, oh, how come you, you're, you know, I'm doing this and I'm, I'm, I'm on this big recycling binge today or, or I'm on this peace, you know, thing or I'm, this, this isn't something I think should happen and, and how come you won't come with me? Yeah. And it's interesting that we all have our unique areas yes. and yes. to know that maybe this one area, I, I don't give it any thought, but other people, they are so incredibly passionate about it and they can't understand why I wouldn't care about it. It's not that I don't care about it. Right. It's just that I'm, I'm actually guided over here. Right. And when we start to recognize that, that we don't need to be like another, that there's something in us guiding us, mm -hmm. our own light, our own heart is guiding us along. And when we start to do that and follow that, miracles start to happen. Oh. We make it available to other people that they can experience our light. And that helps them to express their light and vice versa. And it's beautiful. The thing, I call it this, is stepping into your own musical instrument, perfecting it enough to be able to join the orchestra and in harmony, create a symphony that resonates out to the world in song that brings them and invites them back in. But you can't be part of the orchestra until you have known your own instrument. Yeah, so I like that. Absolutely. Knowing our own tune and yes. being comfortable with it. And that yes. can take a lot of work. It can take yes. a lot of, because we've learned to, to cover that up, to, right. to, to, to be something else, to fit in. We don't like feeling this way. We don't right. like feeling that way. So we adjust to try and fit in. Maybe we had no friends. So we learn to, to not have people around us. And but yet we desperately want to have people around us. And right. all of these things that we do and these feelings we have, until we start getting to know ourselves, until we start actually feeling mm. who we really are and accepting what we feel loving ourselves, we can never be happy around another we can be around people all day long. And as you said, you, you can feel alone being around other people. That is one of the worst feelings because, you know, feeling lonely amongst the crowd. Um, but, you know, the thing is with an orchestra, it's not just one instrument. Mm -hmm. It is everybody with their own beautiful instruments, their own particular journey, you know, whether, whether it's veganism, whether it's climate change, whether it's this, whether it's that, that's your instrument. But it's coming together in sync, in collaboration, in harmony, and in honor of each other. And that's where you really get an orchestra that really stands out, that really resonates out with that energy because each one of you respects each other's instrument. It's not a competitive thing. It's a collaborative thing. And that's, I think, where we're stepping into now is that collaboration. This is me. This is what I bring to the table. I'm not meant to be you. This is my ingredient in the dish. And for us to feel happy about that and excited yeah. about that and, and to see other people, the gifts that they bring, that... Yes 
we often would see that this person is bigger and better because of what they do. Mm -hmm. But when we start letting that go, we start seeing that everybody has their own unique gift. And we start seeing that we have unique gifts. We matter. And yes. then when we go out and see that other people matter, that instrument that we carry, it's an integral part because we all have our special tune. And without all of them fitting together, we can't play the song of the energy that the planet needs. What is a choir? You know, but everybody's voice coming together in harmony, but it doesn't mean they become a droid. You know, it, that harmony is because of so many voices uniting together, but each one of those voices is important. So we've got to understand we are important when we step into our, our purpose, but first we have to place importance upon ourselves to discover what that purpose is. Now, having said that, how do you help people? What is your program? Where do people find you? What have you got to offer? I do a few things. Mainly what I do is I help people find their true self and tools to recognize when they're not being their self and how to let go of these parts that aren't them and to navigate the emotions along the way. So partly what I do is I do hypnotherapy, which is very, very helpful to help let go of these old yes. beliefs so much easier. So the person goes away and they find themselves able to ground themselves back into their breathing, able to look around and notice, wow, I used to just do this automatically. The behavior is still wanting to come through, but, but I can actually see it happening. I can understand it now. And they're able to make a mindful choice, a different choice that feels better. I also do energy healing, which helps to balance their energy systems in their body. And then it helps all of the body to be communicating through one end to the other, their mind, body, spirit, emotions, so that they're feeling balanced, they're feeling in equilibrium. And at that point, life is more of a flow. They're able to step into that flow. And also I offer a workshop that I run quite often, and that is the Freedom Through Mindfulness workshop. And it's also an online workshop as well as in person. And that one is all about creating the foundation of mindfulness of awareness to be able to look around and be able to step out of our thoughts and realize wow i didn't realize how much i was getting caught in my negative thoughts i didn't realize how much i was judging myself i didn't realize how i would just be automatically steered in a direction that doesn't feel good and to be able to see that and then simple mindfulness tools to look around and go wow, what I'm feeling is not really anything to do with what's happening. It's just triggering something long ago. And then what do I do though with this energy when I realize it and I've been pushing away this emotion, going into the feeling, feeling it, and then going into the next sections of the discipline it takes to do this and understanding how when we speak, the energy of the way we communicate, how it affects how we feel, it affects what we attract in life. And so this program is basically a life skills program that helps us. So it's the, instead of giving the man a fish, we're helping mm -hmm. this man how to fish to feed himself for life so he can go out and whatever happens, whatever goal up here that I want to achieve, it's going to bring up emotions and feelings and challenges that in the past are so far out of my comfort zone, I don't know how to deal with them. But with these mindful tools and these understandings, we can then step-by-step step move through them and be able to process and experience whatever we feel. And I think that is truly freedom to be able oh, to yes. handle and know what to do with what we're feeling. And so that's a lot of what I do. I work very intuitively with people. And I have specific ways that I work with mindfulness and hypnotherapy. But 
the most important part is everybody is an individual. And so to really listen to them about what are their goals? Where do they want to go in life? And that's a big part of how I work is to use what their energy is and intuitively to follow that flow and help them find it easier to let go of the distractions. Mm, important. Now, how do people yeah. find you? Ah, they can find me on my website, awarenessandhealth.com. And email is info at awarenessandhealth.com. And as well on Facebook, if they look up Arnie Peterson and Awareness and Health, you'll find me on there. And uh, my YouTube channel as well, there's a link on my website, uh, just Arnie Peterson Awareness and Health. And lots of videos on there to just simple videos to help people move through these kinds of processes. And I offer free one-hour consultations for anybody to, if they want to talk with me to see if it's a fit, to talk about what their challenges are and what their goals are. And then for me to talk with them about how I would go about working for them. And if it feels like a fit, we'll go from there. Right. And that's the whole thing is, are you a fit? And you'll only know yeah. that A, by listening to the show and B, yeah. having a conversation with you mm -hmm. because it's not a one size fit all or one person mm -hmm. that suits everybody. Uh, it's, and especially when you're looking at that kind of intimacy of intuitiveness, you have to have a connection. And you know, you're talking about balance. You know, breath brings about balance. When you have that equilibrium, you have that balance. You look back on, on your life and go, God, I used to be so scared over that. I used to be so paralyzed by that. But because now I have my energy more in balance and I know how to center myself, I know how to take a breath and not let that fear consume me. I can spread my wings and fly so much further than I ever allowed myself to be before because I used to live in fear. So it's really important to find that breath and that balance because that really is your, your structure, isn't it? That structure and that strength, if we're able to step into our fears and through our fears, that fear or that anxiety or that worry, whatever that energy is, it's a very powerful energy. And as we're able to step through it and step in it, it turns into excitement. It turns into enthusiasm. And it's the fuel that just keeps supporting us into life to keep expanding and growing. Yes. Remember to breathe. Remember to, yeah. to invite balance. And to also honor yourself by being willing to go through the process. You know, no downloadable app, no quick pill, no surrogate that's going to do it all for you you know this is your life's journey this is what it's all about you willing to honor yourself and go through the process to discover who you are and what your purpose is here and it's a beautiful journey if you're willing to accept it and you know it's in the matrix which pill do you want <laughs> the illusion <laughs> or the reality the reality initially is not going to be easy but then as you go through it then you truly understand more. And the more you understand, the more you allow, the more you embrace, the more you become, and the more you learn to breathe. So it's that willingness, isn't it? So you, um, you work with people online with the workshops, but do you also put work with people online one-on-one? -on -one? Yes, I do as well. We can Good. work through telephone or we can work through a video call. Excellent. Yes. Wonderful. So folks, wherever you are in the world, uh, he's here in Victoria, BC in Canada, and you can see him in person, but you can also reach out to him through this lovely cyberspace, which is all frequency and energy, by the way, and you can connect with him there. And so it doesn't, don't let any of it be a barrier. If he's a fit for you, reach out and let him help you breathe, find your balance, root your own beautiful seeds and grow into your own beautiful tree, because we actually do need you in the world we really do so the faster you start the process the quicker you'll go through it it'll take only a lifetime 
but each step that you take will be an even bigger and more beautiful and more meaningful one. Thank you so much, Arnie, for being with us here today. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you, Sarah. And your site once more? Awarenessinhealth.com. Okay, you hear that, folks? Awareness in health, right? Mind, body, spirit, and soul. It's awareness in health. So honor your own wellness and step into your health. Thanks very much, folks. Until next time, bye for now. For more wonderful shows like this, please go to selfdiscoveryradio.com, podcasts and see our lineup. And if you wish to support us, we have a funded button. Please stay tuned for our next show.